Hello everybody, welcome back to MSP. In today's episode, it's going to be the overview for agency. I know we already talked about it a little bit, but this episode is going to be the ending slash second half of free agency and like the last two days have been and what can you expect and three sub parts of this is my favorite team the Steelers moves the winners and losers of free agency and the biggest shocker of them all so yeah guys let's get into it first off let's talk about not my Pittsburgh Steelers, but my Pittsburgh Steelers in the same sense. I don't own them, obviously, but I'm a huge fan of them. have been always. The moves that the Pittsburgh Steelers have made this year have been nothing short of great, in my opinion. Eric Ebron, great tight end. Uh, he was in Indianapolis, but before that, he had a tenure in Detroit. Great red zone threat. Has a lot of touchdowns. Made the Pro Bowl last year. Great move. Only had to pay $12 million for him for two years. So that's pretty much a steal in my opinion. And I look forward for him and Ben to connect in the end zone a lot. Considering that's Ben's one of favorite targets is the tight end position. So very much looking forward to seeing Eric Ebron this year. I can't even say the guard's name. Steven, I can't even say it, guys. New, I don't know how to say it. Because Newski or I don't know. But we got a guard. From, uh, we got a guard to a guard. He's been a starting guard on the last two Super Bowl teams. So if that means anything, the Steelers are going to Super Bowl pretty much. Is what I'm trying to say, obviously. I mean, come on, guys. I'm just kidding. But got a good guard coming in this year to replace Ramon Foster's on a on characteristic retirement. I did not see it coming, but it did happen. So we'll see how that ends up, but I think he'll do a great job stepping in for Ramon Foster. Derek Watt. Getting Derek Watt to be with TJ Watt. Now, I'm not sure what the move... I think it was just to get uh, Roosevelt and Knicks off the roster. So getting Derek Watt was great. Cheap, $9 million. Makes TJ happy. So next year he has a reason to hopefully stay in Pittsburgh. I see he's been playing lights out. So I hope that's a motive. Maybe that was part of the thinking there, but I also think it was part of the cap space idea. The franchise tag Bud Dupree, which is awesome. We all love Bud Dupree, but we're willing to give up the big contract yet. We want to take care of TJ Watt is my guess first before we even consider extending Bud Dupree. So keeping the money for TJ Watt at all costs is a big, big plan in the future for the Steelers. And I think that next year, T.J. Wall will get a big contract. So he's there. And then, last of all, we traded a rare trade with the Baltimore Ravens to get Wormley. Now, he's like a third-string D-tackle. He'll be a good backup for Daniel McCullers. And maybe we'll draft someone in, in the draft, but I don't know if that's going to happen necessarily. I don't think that the Steelers want to waste a second-round pick or third-round pick on a defensive tackle, but maybe I'm wrong. But I think they probably want to get a running back or a wide receiver in those two rounds to help the offense a lot, get it younger again, 
and see that explosive Pittsburgh Steelers offense get back to close to as good as it was or better than two years ago with Bell and Brown in their prime, no problems. So I think that's what their goal is. So I don't think D-Tackle is on their mind necessarily that high. You could see that pick happening in the fourth round or something. So getting a good backup is always a good thing and some defensive depth at the D-line. So we've covered the Steelers. So I'm going to cross off the number one. I do have a whiteboard. So I can write all my thoughts down. If you are doing a podcast, I do suggest doing that. So you can keep your thoughts out there and you don't stumble over what you're thinking as much. And you can keep your ideas in front of your face at all times. So number two is the winners of free agency. The winners, in my opinion, are the Dolphins, Browns, Cardinals. Now, let me explain. Dolphins, they dressed their linebacker position in Van Noy. They got an edge guy in Agba. It would be a decent enough edge, and he will be a lot bigger upgrade. They got Shaq Lawson, which is also a nice pickup on the defensive line. They also got Byron... Jones. Byron Jones is an awesome, awesome corner. Highest paid corner in the league now. And I think he'll be a shutdown guy next to Xavier Howard, which will be a great tandem in the backfield for Miami. So look forward to that happening. Also, they got Jordan Howard. Good running back. Not a great running back, but a good running back. And he'll be a good hill fuller. And I think they will... If I want to be surprised, the Dolphins, with one of their higher picks, takes a running back. So you should see a running back tandem in Miami. They also got two offensive linemen, which I really applaud them for doing that because every bad team needs a good offensive lineman. I've told, I have gone on about that before in other podcast episodes before this one. So for my opinion, this is a smart move to get Eric Flowers, who's a good guard, a young 25-year-old, three years, perfect. They got T- Tad, or no, Ted Carraris, I think his name is. He took, Ted Carraris, apparently, he, he was the center for the Patriots. He apparently took less money to come to Miami versus staying in New England. So, what does that tell you? I guess people want to change from New England's. I mean, he's already won two Super Bowl rings, and I think... That Miami is an exciting team. And I think it interests a lot of um, players to come down there. And I think what the Dolphins did here well is they got a lot of veterans that are going to do a lot of good things for them. And they know what they're going to get. And I think it's going to help the Dolphins significantly. And I wouldn't be surprised this year if the Dolphins give teams like New England and Buffalo problems in their division. So look out for that. Next team is the Browns. The Browns' super team, as they should be last year, did not work necessarily. But this year, they addressed their offensive line. We got Jack Cochran, great right tackle. He will solidify that right tackle spot, and they don't have to worry about it. Helping the Browns' offensive line was a huge problem, and they just did that and significantly helped them out a lot. And I look, think now the Browns should be able to be pretty successful with their offensive line, they would not be shocked in the first round. They take a first-round pick. 
on another side of the offensive line, and I would not be surprised if this Browns offensive line is really good this year. Next to get Austin Hooper. This will solidify their tight end position held by Najuku, who, you know, didn't do a great job. He was injured, blah, 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 blah. Didn't do a great job. Brown said it's time to move on. They got Austin Hooper, great tight end in Atlanta. Atlanta shipped him and saved a lot of money by doing that, and the Browns now have a great tight end. The Browns' offense now consists of Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham, Austin Hooper. Think about that for a second. That's an insane... Baker Mayfield, also, don't even forget Baker. And their offensive line should be a lot better now. And they have Nick Chubb. Don't even forget Nick Chubb, my bad. That's an awesome off. Uh, that's an awesome offense. Not a lot of teams have that kind of power, but will it come together? That's the question. I think this year it will, unfortunately, for being a Steelers fan, and I think that we'll have to watch the Browns finally start taking over the, some games and start being in the playoffs from now on out. They should be. There's no excuses, especially if the Browns address their. Offensive line woos, and they get another first-round pick offensive line, which they have a high pick. They should be fine. And then in the later rounds, if they get some defensive guys on their uh, in their secondary, they should be plenty okay. And I don't see it. there is any more excuses for the Browns this year to be bad. So Browns, in my opinion, won. They got some, their biggest needs filled, and I think they did a good job overall. And the last team I say is is. A winner is Arizona Cardinals. Just for their one trade they got. They got an absolute steal. I mean a steal. They traded they traded David Johnson and a second round pick. A second round pick. I mean come on. Cardinals don't really care too much about a second round pick. For DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick. Or maybe they exchanged Maybe they exchanged. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I gotta look that up real quick. Point is, they got an absolute steal here. And I just can't believe it because the Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien, is, should just stick to coaching. You know, they need, they need to, he needs to stop being a GM because that was a really bad trade for the Houston Texans. Houston Texans had a star in DeAndre Hopkins, who they just lost for basically borderline nothing. David Johnson is not the same David Johnson that he used to be. If they would have done this trade three years ago, I would have maybe said he's not crazy. But that didn't happen. It happened this year. And David Johnson is not the same at all. So I didn't like at all the trade for from, from Houston's perspective, but for Arizona's perspective, they got an absolute steal. And I think that Arizona should be sitting back right now pretty happy with what transpired in that trade. And I, the grade on from ESPN was terrible. The t- they said the Texans flunked. And it was not good at all. I cannot believe this even went down. This is an F for the Texans. Here is the trade. This is what they got. David um the Texans get David Johnson and a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. Okay, so I was right. Except the fourth-round pick. And the Hopkins 
and the Cardinals get Hopkins in a 2020 fourth round pick. Tell me that's not a steal for the Cardinals. The Cardinals almost got, I'll get second round picks, a high pick, whatever, but David Johnson had 345 rushing yards last year on 94 attempts. It's a 3.7 average. That's not great. And you traded him for a second round pick, a fourth round pick, which second round pick might be someone, sure, but a fourth round pick, probably not. Maybe a backup. And you gave away a top five wide receiver. Like, that's crazy to me. But anyway, so that's why I put the Arizona Cardinals as winners because they got DeAndre Hopkins for borderline nothing. And last of all, loser, Patriots. I think the Patriots are going downhill. And frankly, I know it's probably time, but they really, they're really just going downhill. And I know that Bill Belichick does an amazing job keeping his young guys, and he does well to coach people, but he lost a lot this year. Van Noy, he lost. He lost his center. He lost his quarterback. I mean, that's a lot. I think players are just maybe tired of New England and want somewhere else to go, but New England's just simply, I think they're going to start rebuilding here soon. I don't think they're in a winning position anymore in the AFC. I think the AFC is superior. I've said this before. I think that Kansas City and Baltimore are the top top 2% of the league. I think the Patriots have fallen off here. I think Van Noy was a huge stud on that defense. They lost him. They lost Tom Brady. So Jared Stidham being your starting quarterback is not what Bill Belichick wants. I would not be shocked if Bill wants to leave the Patriots soon, maybe go in retirement, or maybe even go to another team. But I think the Patriots are on the losing and trending downhill like some older teams are. And I think sooner or later, the Patriots will have to start to rebuild again and revamp that team that they used to be a couple years, even last up to last year. But for now, I don't think that the Patriots lost. They lost their veterans. They're lost in their key guys. I think this is the end of the Brady Belichick area. It's finally came to an end. And I think this is the time where these two will probably retire in the next two years. And I think that we can all sit back, maybe admire what they did in New England, but for now, it's over. And you probably won't see the Patriots do well for a while now as they start to rebuild. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It is your host Gary here, and I'll see you next time on MSP. Ninguém me dá props. <laughs>